little town blues are melting away. I'll make a brand new start of it in old New York if I can. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome into yet another episode of the 526 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on this Tuesday evening. And St. John's, just a couple of hours ago, defeated the DePaul Blue Demons by a final score of 85-57. to This game did not move the needle one bit for St. John's in terms of tournament hopes. Um, the Pauls, in the midst of a major, major rebuild, so the only thing that would have moved the needle is if St. John's lost, and if that was the case, you can kill any chances that you have had of them making the tournament this season. And thankfully, St. John's was able to get through some tough stretches in this game and put together um, a winning effort, obviously, and was able to cover. I believe the opening spread was 20.5. So, obviously, they were able to dominate. And um, even though DePaul had some moments, they were pretty much tame by St. John's. But um, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, It was... uh, it was a good win for St. John's, and as I said, you know, it doesn't move the needle for your tournament chances in terms of matrix and whatnot, but what it can do is from a confidence perspective for this team, it can really help. You know, St. John's has been struggling all season long from beyond, and especially as we got into Big East play, and they've struggled from the free throw line as well. Those two issues were dealt with tonight in a big way. As St. John's um, made 15 out of 40 three-pointers, four of which were credited to Jordan Dingle and Danis Jenkins. Jenkins, who went four of six from beyond, and Dingle four of ten. They shot as a team 80% from the free-throw line. Joel Soriano was much better. He had five of six free-throws at the charity stripe. They, I mean, defended much better, but DePaul was able to get some looks from beyond, but St. John's eventually was able to um, get back on defense and get better rotations throughout. Now, when I say that they were much better shooting tonight, I don't mean like, you know, they were just a little bit better, they were way better. I mean, it was astounding as to how much more confident they seemed stepping into their shots, how much more confident. And, I mean, early on, there was a point where they were just chucking up shots. Like, in that first half, and and DePaul went on a run because St. John's was just shot chucking. They were 6 of 20 from beyond in the first half. 
In the second half, they were 9 of 20. They were able to make more, and they just looked so much better shooting. And Jordan Dingle, you know, he was 3 of 8 in the first half. But, you know, you saw from other guys, it just seemed like they were not working for those shots. It just seemed like they were getting the ball uh, maybe off of one pass and then just up and shooting right away, which was not, you know, working the clock, taking your time, and really getting an open look. It was like, okay, I got a pass. I'm, I've created a little bit of space. Now I'm just going to shoot, and that wasn't – that shouldn't have been the idea that St. John's had. Um because you know, you're up 16 to 4 early on and then DePaul is able to cut it to a 5-point lead. And then you see later on in the first half, St. John's gets up 24-13 and then uh 29-16 and then you see 31-16 and DePaul begins to chip away, chip away at it all the way to the point where it is a 33 to 28 game with 4:51 remaining, and DePaul is in the midst of a 11 and 0 run, I believe at that point in the game, and it was just like, you know, you're scratching your head wondering, what am I watching? I mean, why all of a sudden are we just, you know, letting them get on this big run? I mean, we should be pedal to the metal at this point, not giving up you know, easy, easy looks from the outside, and that's what it felt like St. John's was doing um, towards the final 10 minutes, 10, 8 to 10 minutes of that first half. And then into the second half, St. John's, you know, was able to get a much bigger run that they were able to sustain. They came out great. They were able to, you know, hammer down and, they got things going, um, and a lot of it was just because of what they were able to create uh, as an offense from getting good looks. Dennis Jenkins, who had back-to-back threes to put them up by 19, and then you know they got up by 25 with back-to-back threes by Brady Dunlop, who seemed so much more confident in his game against DePaul. Um, and, you know, they were just able to, to hammer it home. And then from that point, you know, they pretty much just emptied the bench and got to see some other guys get runs. Simeon Wilcher, who came in and knocked down a three, which was funny because I was watching um, Chris Ledlam, I think, had the ball uh, and made the pass cross court to Sim. Uh, I believe it was Simeon Wilcher. And, and Wilcher was jumping up and down, like all of a sudden I'm just looking, um, or no, it wasn't Ledlam, it was Conway with about a minute 58 who made the pass over to Wilcher, and it was just me sitting there like, you know, looking at Conway with the ball, wondering what he's going to do, and then all of a sudden I just see someone like jumping, and I look over, and then, you know, from what I thought it was uh, someone on the bench, but it's Wilcher jumping up and down calling for the ball because he's wide open. And Conway found him with a great pass. And Sean Conway, who played great, um, he was able to put things uh, put things together. It seemed like he was a little more tame from where he was against Xavier, which you know was uh, was pretty brutal to say the least. But he got it together tonight. He he had nine points and just uh, thirteen minutes. Had four assists, grabbed five boards, did a great job. Um, made a three as well. So great job tonight by. Sean Conway. Um, 
Dennis Jenkins, who proved to be still the leader um, on this team that uh, you know just has bought in hook, line, and sinker to what Rick Pitino is doing and continues to be the most consistent player. Joel Soriano did um, a lot of nice things, having 11 points, 8 rebounds. He got to the line, which was great to see him do. Chris Ledlam um, only managed 6 points, but he was great on the boards, had 10 of those. Uh, as well definitely his offense tonight just wasn't there but I thought defensively he was much better felt like we finally got to see Nahima Lean shine um, for the first time in a while he had nine points knocked down a big three um, and uh, Glenn Taylor Jr. had a big three I spoke about Brady Dunlop one guy who made a nice little move a little euro step in the lane but did nothing was RJ Luis um only two points. He had a great Euro. But my God, he had four personal fouls and just stupid fouls. He had a reach. I mean, I don't understand what's going on with him. It's like he's just not there in terms of buying into whatever I feel like the coaches are telling him. Like, I feel like there are, the, those coaches have to be. I mean, there's no way they're not. They have to be saying, hey, this is what you need to be doing. You can't be making, you know, getting stupid penalties like this. You can't be taking those penalties. You can't be this brutal. You can't be just up there shot chucking. Like, he's very talented, and you can see it. He's very raw, but he's not reined in. He's not harnessed enough. He's not polished enough to make the plays at times that he tries to make because you can see the potential and I feel like if he had maybe a full off season with the coaching staff he'd be able to do that but his play of late has been really really brutal um, and I think that that's what's really been killing uh, St. John's at times throughout some of these games I mean four personals tonight was just ridiculous by him there were also some sloppy turnovers that they had there um, at the end of the first half, uh, when DePaul was on their run, but man, DePaul, 19 turnovers. Listen, I don't, you know, want to necessarily jinx anything because I know we see them one more time, but tonight was just a really poor display of basketball by the DePaul Blue Demons. I mean, I don't think I've seen a power six we're just a multi-bid team in any of these conferences play that level of basketball especially at the Big East level and i'm sure that you know in the past you could say that well you know there was this team there's a St. John's team of 2015-2016 but like man that DePaul team tonight was just ooh that was that was tough um that was tough to watch it's unfortunate that you know that program has Fallen on some serious hard times, and I know that those fans don't deserve that, and it's a it's a real shame because, you know, they've had some names throughout the years. I mean, David Jones, who might win the American Athletic Player of the Year and former St. John's player, was at DePaul, of course. Max Struess was there as well. I mean, it's it's a lot of just mind-boggling things that you see um, coming from that unfortunate unfortunate DePaul Blue Demons team right now because they just don't seem like they bought into whatever coaching Tony Stubblefield had for them and I hope 
that they're able to figure it out this upcoming offseason and that they make the right hire, you know, because um, it's a shame. I mean, DePaul used to be a really, really proud basketball program, and it feels like that's just escaped them, um, of course, you know. But regardless, regardless of that, St. John's, and we're focusing on them, of course, they handled their business tonight. They they needed this win um, in terms of their confidence. I mean, they needed a win like this. But at the same time, the way that they got it was great, the way that they were able to finally open up from the outside. They knocked down free throws. Now they just need to consistently do that. Consistency has been the biggest problem with this team. If, you know, they're not focusing for a full 40 minutes and they're not consistent, that's going to kill you. I mean, I don't need to really say that because I think that's pretty much known throughout anyone that follows just sports in general. But specifically for these guys where there is pressure because, I mean, all of them collectively want to be the first team that has gotten St. John's to the tournament for the first time since 2019, and a bunch of them haven't been there. I mean, you know, so it'd be huge to see Joel Soriano finally get in there. R.J. Luis, and, and you know, for some of the younger guys as well, and especially to be big um, big factors for a tournament team. It'd be nice for St. John's to finally do that. Now, um, they're going to need to be consistent. They're going to need to have a performance like this. So what I wanted to get to was the crowd attendance at this game. It was pretty brutal from what we saw on the TV. What I'm seeing here, though, attendance-wise, 6,035 in attendance on Stats Broadcast. I don't know if that's tickets sold, and they just said that to pump it up a little bit more, but there's no way there were 6,000 butts in those seats tonight. That was tough to look at. I mean, for a UBS arena and an atmosphere and a team like St. John's and the buzz with Rick Pitino and all this, and I understand losing five of your last six is going to maybe kill some fan attendance, especially with a game on a Tuesday night at 6.30, sure. But speaking from a former student, and I can't speak for every student, but I can certainly speak for most. Wednesdays at St. John's are days where most students have no classes. I mean, a Tuesday night for St. John's students, and especially if you're a freshman or sophomore, Parsons Ale House, about two blocks away, it's like, and I don't want to get them in trouble here, but it's the place to be on Tuesdays, Tuesday nights. Um, that's what most St. John students that are younger are doing. The older kids, I mean, are just happy to have a day off and they're doing whatever. So it doesn't make sense as to why in... Elmhurst, New York, not terribly far from campus, they can't get a better stu- a student turnout and just a turnout in general. I mean, it's not like you're going to Barclays. You're still not necessarily 
obviously you're not in Queens, but you're certainly closer to the core fan base that's in Queens and just unable to get anyone out to Long Island for the for the game. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense to me. And especially, you know, if you really are behind this team and you've bought in hook, line, and sinker and you want to see a team make a push for the tournament because I'll tell you what, if it were me and I was a student and my net ranking was that high, I sure as hell would be out there. Um, But I don't know. I can't speak for everyone, of course. So St. John's, I mean, got to have it tonight, and they did. And, you know, now you try and build off of this and try and move forward um, throughout the rest of the season. You still need that big win in there. That's something that they talked about on the broadcast. They don't have that signature win that really puts you over the top. Utah, obviously, is their best win right now. Um, Xavier's good, and Butler is good as well, and Nova on the road is obviously going to be weighted higher than Nova at home, and course beating Providence it helps but you need that big win to say okay you're you're a lock as of right now I'll put it that way and you're going to need that this upcoming Saturday at Marquette at Pfizer Forum against the number seventh ranked team in the country Marquette and St. it's not been friendly it has not been a good rivalry favoring St. John's or, or a good history, let me put it that way, in recent history. St. John's is 16-28 and 28 against Marquette. They've lost five straight, and they have yet to beat a Shaka Smart Marquette coach team. Last time they won at Pfizer Forum was... On January 31st, 2021, they beat Marquette 75-73. to And in that game, you're leading, and I'm going to list some, uh, some names here that probably St. John's fans haven't thought about in a little bit. Your leading scorer was Julian Champagny with 22 points. You're starting five that night. Julian Champagny, Posh Alexander. Rasheem Dunn, Vince Cole, Josh Roberts. Some St. John's legends there. Just, my goodness, where where, where were you when Vince Cole made that buzzer beater to beat St. Peter's game one of that season? I remember where I was in my family room. So, anyways, jokes aside... St. John's needs this one badly. You let Marquette off the hook, I feel like, back at the Garden, and if you would have just put a much better effort out there in the first half, or even when it felt like you had them at one point, things could have been different. Um, Marquette, I believe, is going to be at close to full strength. How is St. John's going to try and... Stop or just rein in Tyler Kolek and Oso Igadaro, two of their obvious big guys. David Joplin, who um, was huge from beyond, three of seven. 
Marquette from beyond in that game, it was interesting. They only shot 30% from beyond, just made 6 of 20, and weren't terrific from the free throw line. Made 3 of 9. St. John's, they need to have a spirited effort. R.J. Luis was your leading scorer with 20. If that matchup fits, hopefully he's able to go out there and have a get-right game against them. You hope Dennis Jenkins can play pissed off. Ledlam can improve off of what he did in that game. And Joel Soriano can have a better game um, against Marquette this time around. But you need your bench to really show up. The bench was brutal in that one. That was tough. They only had they only got you 10 points off the bench. And even though Marquette had five, you didn't see enough other than Zuby Ejiofor making plays. Um, and you need to see that happen. And, of course, was when Naheem Aline got hurt. So hopefully he's able to go into the forum and have a game where you know he can come out pissed off and um, and get you going as well. Definitely going to be an all hands on deck game as it always is, but the opportunity is right there for St. John's now. With the way that DePaul, of course, was able to get back into this game, made me a little uneasy about moving forward throughout the rest of the season. But the way we responded in the second half made me feel better. But we obviously have our issues, but you have to put together a full 40 minutes. This can't be 30 minutes. This can't be, oh, well, you know, for 25, 30 minutes we really look good, but, man, we just came up short because we're rebuilding and I've got guys here that are slow and and really don't belong in the Big East. Um, Not that that's exactly what Rick Pitino says, but sometimes that's how I feel when I listen to him. That's how I interpret it. However... You need to see not that, but everything I said before um, about putting together the full 40 minutes and coming out, you know, like your like your hair is on fire. So thanks everyone for tuning in as St. John's gets the 85 to 57 win over the DePaul Blue Demons. I'll be back on sometime over the weekend discussing whatever happens at the Pfizer Forum. Am I confident in this? Hell no. From what St. John's has shown us in marquee games, they've shown we we do not match up well. And we are no better than a bubble team. So they need to prove me wrong this upcoming Saturday. They really do. At 8 o'clock in Milwaukee. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And as always, I'll talk to you next time. Yeah, yeah, I'm up at Brooklyn. Now I'm down in Tribeca, right next to the Narrow. But I'll be hood forever. I'm the new Sinatra. And since I made it here, I can make it anywhere. Yeah, they love me everywhere. I used to cop in Harlem. All of my Dominicanos right there up on Broadway. Pull me back to that McDonald's. Took it to my stash spot, 560 State Street. Catch me in the kitchen like a Simmons whipping pastry. Cruising down A Street, off white Lexus. Driving so slow, but BK is from Texas. Me, I'm out there bad style. Home of that boy Biggie Now I live on Billboard And I brought my boys with me Say what up to Tata Still sipping my tie Sitting courtside Nicks and Nets give me high five I be spiked out I could trip a referee Tell by my attitude That I most definitely leave from no.